my Nickers. Welcome back to the latest, the greatest edition of Nick's Nonfiction. I'm Nick Munez. Today on the show, we have got Mental Science by Judge Thomas Troward. According to Alcoholics Anonymous archivist Neil Wing, early AA members are strongly encouraged to read Thomas Troward's lectures. So going back to our roots on this show, we got to help one another. That's what we're here to do. And spit within the first five seconds of the show. What you think becomes. Act as if. Mind over matter. Once you've been through the swamp. These sayings, they have a whole new meaning. The metaphysical is more powerful than the material. I don't know. Most people, they do mental laps in their head. Just negative thought after negative thought all day. We imprison our own minds. And today we're going deep on the subconscious and how to fix it. That's your subconscious calling you. We're here at the Brain Gym every Tuesday morning. We're calling out the bad habits. I don't have a guru. This is not an MLM scheme. I've just read books from every single genre, and they seriously point to the metaphysical truth of the world. Without confusing you any further, about the author, Judge Thomas Troward. This is going to be a quick one. Troward was a divisional judge in Punjab, British-administered India. His avocation was the study of comparative religion. So the conspiracy heads call comparative religion syncretism. These people are crazy smart. If you read Judaism, Hebrewism, Christianity, it's all about the stars. And then deeper than that, there's a bunch of self-help in all those holy books. So yes, this is why AA gives it to you. It's your addictions. And so they classify this guy as a new thought leader, even though Aristotle and Newton wrote about the power of attraction. It doesn't sound like new thought to me. This is also where Bob Proctor, one of the biggest motivational speakers in the country, gets all of his information. So as always, here on Nick's Nonfiction, we go straight to the source. <laughs> Judge Thomas Troward, Mental Science, Chapter 1, Modes of Intelligence. Is this the first ever 10-minute edition? The first mode of intelligence is default mode. We are accustomed to judge only by external appearances and by certain limited significances which we attach to words. But when we begin to inquire into the realm of meaning of our words and the analysis that cause which gives rise to the appearances, we find our old notions gradually falling off from us until at last we wake up to the fact that we are living in an entirely different world to that which we formerly recognized. There's a long way to say... We lull ourselves into default mode. Oh, I like that thought. I'll keep having that thought day after day after year after year. And then you wake up and you go, what the heck? Was I just asleep? So you got to be on your own case. Am I in default mode? Have I been in default mode for a week or a year? There's other forms of intelligence, obviously. The old limited mode of thought has imperceptibly slipped away. And we discover that we have stepped out into a new order of things where all is liberty and life. This is the work of an intelligent result from persistent determination to discover what truth really is. <laughs> Irrespective of any preconceived notions from whatever source derived the determination to think honestly for ourselves instead of endeavoring to get our own thinking done for us. So you could turn me off right now and read this book. It's only like 150 pages, but I'm trying to make it quick for you. Brother. 
everybody is enlightened for brief moments at a time. That's the moment that you could switch from default mode into creating a new version of yourself. I used to call it the 50-50 philosophy. Pay attention to your patterns, and as soon as you break pattern, you can interject new storylines for yourself. It's just the window of change here. What average boy would not prefer a fox terrier to a goldfish for a pet? Or again, why is it that the boy himself is advanced upon the dog? The plant, the fish, the dog, and the boy are all equally alive, but there is no difference, a difference in quality of their livingness about which no one can have any doubt. And no one would hesitate to say that the difference is in the degree of intelligence. So in your inner ecosystem of the mind, you got the wolf, you got the putsy donkey, you need all these things, but you probably want to spend more time with your higher self. And we're all guilty of uh, scrolling on Instagram and that crap. Today is getting rid of those habits. So I'm saying it's good to have your lower mid entertainment levels, but the more time you spend in the higher mind, that becomes the groove in your brain. He talks about meditation, contemplation, and prayer. They're interchangeable so long as the subject matter is positive. So that's why I'm saying people run negative scripts year after year. Just make it positive and that becomes a prayer. So I could go deep here. I could try to piss some people off. <laughs> How many millions upon millions of families have been praying for a cure for cancer? God, please help us. Please, please, please help me. He's saying with this, it's not a prayer even if you're being negative. You can't be coming from this place of victimhood. If you believe in a creator, he gave us all the powers to overcome our addictions to be ourselves. We could figure this shit out. You don't need me. <laughs> it's just a reminder. So yeah, default mode, all this crap. What you feel becomes real. I read these NDE books, Near Death Experience, Forever Conscious Research Channel is really good. Check that out. The people who overcome their terminal illnesses, they tell themselves, I see a day where I will become healthy again. No, oh God, please, please get rid of my big C. Your brain is activating on different modes. You have to know what you feel becomes real. So don't feel helpless out here. The error of the extreme idealist is in endeavoring to realize the absolute without the relative. Nick, you're an idealist. You can't cause the stage four cancer. I know. But the error of extreme materialist is in endeavoring to realize that the relative is without the absolute. So again, I know you're putting me in woo-wooville today. Bro, I read economics books. I have that entire half of my brain intact. I do not believe in fate. I believe in odds. And being an idealist praying away stage four cancer, it's a stretch. But if you're beginning the process of change through your thought patterns, you gain more relative control over time. Time is the medium in all this. We'll get to that in later chapters. Wrapping up number one. This is a brain teaser. All days are today. That is the relative paradox of the universe. Holy shit, man. Every day is like today, bro. So when you tell yourself, oh, I'll do it tomorrow, I'll start my diet tomorrow, 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 today is yesterday's tomorrow, all we have is today. Chapter 2, The Law of Growth. This is a long quote. A correct understanding of the law of growth is of the highest importance to the students of mental science. The great fact to be realized regarding nature is that it is natural. Oh, <laughs> we may prevent the order of nature, but it, it, it will prevail in the long 
as Horace says, by the back door, even though we drive it out with a pitchfork and run returning. Is he saying nature is nature, bro? So when someone goes, well, I'm going to try the Atkins diet because it's natural. Well, now I'm going to try the caveman diet and the ketogenic diet. You can't make yourself a rule for your subconscious. Your subconscious is a wild animal. Industrial society and its future. You can't taper down the human spirit. If you want a cookie, sometimes you're probably going to have it. So the way to get around these little rules and diets is to stand for something larger. If you're trying to kick the drinking habit, bro, this is a dark time of year for people who are in AA. Stop with the rules. Oh, I allow myself one drink a week. You're bigger than that. You don't need it. The exigence... I don't want to lose anybody. Our mistakes always eventually resolve themselves into destructing the law of growth. Either we fancy we can hasten it by some exertion of our own from without, and are thus led into a hurry and anxiety, not to say into the employment of grievously wrong methods, or else we will give up all hope and so deny the germinating power of the seeds that we plant. The result in either case is the same for which uh, neutralizes the first form thought. He had a good quote, never quit. It is the easiest co-opt in the world. Set a goal and don't quit until you attain it. When you do attain it, set another goal and don't quit until you reach it. That's some Bear Grylls shit right there. Never give up. I'm saying it's much deeper than basic self-help, bro. Study Immanuel Kant. Get your Hume done before that. Move up to Nietzsche, Schopenhauer. It's all internal. <laughs> It ain't over until the fat lady sings. It ain't over. And I don't hear Rosie O'Donnell singing. <laughs> Thought forms are a spiritual prototype, which if left undisturbed, will reproduce itself in external circumstances. The only difference is in the sort of prototype we form. It could be positive or it could be fucking evil. So seriously, just getting rid of negative thoughts is a huge start in this process. I think it's a Vince Lombardi quote. We don't lose games, but sometimes we run out of time. Chapter 3. Intuition. Intuition. It's everything, dude. Deeper what this chapter is saying, intuition is your subconscious. So some people could do friggin' advanced trigonometry when they're in default mode because that's what they trained their conscious mind to do. But a far rarer skill in today's world is people who can access their intuition at will. So Vince Lombardi complaining about not having enough time, maybe you should have did pre-pre-season. There's always, just think ahead. The most difficult thing is the decision to act. The rest is merely tenacity. The fear are paper tigers. This is an Amelia Earhart quote. You can do anything you decide to do. You can act to change and control your life. And the procedure, the process, is its own reward. Judge Thomas takes us deeper. As the absence of the condition of time and space must logically concentrate all things into present focus, we can assign no limit to the subject mind power of perception. And therefore the question arises, why does it... Why does it not keep the objective mind continually informed on all points? 
And the answer is that it would do so if the objective mind were sufficiently trained to recognize the indications given and to affect this training as one of the most purpose, po powerful purposes of mental science. So again, just get rid of those negative thoughts. And that will create so much more space for your intuitive subconscious to thrive. It's all syncretism. Look a little closer, then you see. That's a Cage of the Elephant song. The importance of understanding and following the intuition cannot be exaggerated, but I candidly admit the great practical difficulty of keeping the happy mean between the disregard of the interior voice and allowing ourselves to be run away by groundless fancies. The best guide is the knowledge voice and allowing ourselves to experience what gradually leads to acquisition of a sort of inward sense of touch that enables us to distinguish the true from the false and which appears to grow with the sincere desire for truth. That's why I'm always saying you got to do 10 years in the rabbit hole and you don't, but then it's just going to sound like woo woo. You're believing me so again. I don't like giving motherfuckers homework here, but that's the experience. It's thinking critically. And then you start to see your own thoughts from a critical perspective. It is, however, impossible to reduce so interior an action as that of the intuition to form of hard and fast rules, and beyond carefully nothing particular cases as they occur. That's what I was saying about the Atkins diet and the rules before. Your subconscious doesn't fuck with rules, so you got to build higher purposes. Chapter 4, The Spirit. I hit the wrong button. He starts out describing why spirit is greater than will. Many writers and teachers insist on willpower as though it were the creative faculty. No doubt intense willpower can evolve certain external results, but like all other methods of compulsion, it lacks the permanency of natural growth. So I'm saying if you even make a new gym regiment, it lacks the permanency of natural growth. You can't will yourself. You got to shake the right hands at the Arnold Classic. Even bodybuilding, the most will of any sport. Those dudes are very guru-like, the more you listen. So yeah, that's whole right brain shit, I'm trying to say. You cannot shake hands with a clenched fist. That's a good Gandhi quote. It's about will and, you know, Stephen King talking about the muse. You're not going to will a novel into existence. You got to open up the other half of the brain. No one speaks of creative energy, but only of transforming one energy into another. And if we realize this is a universal principle, we shall see that on the mental plane as well as the physical, we never create energy, but only provide the conditions by which the energy already exists in one mode and can be exhibited in another. Shit, man, this stuff is deep. So I'm saying the hard work for the week is just throw out all the negative scripts in your head. And that's basically making way for the spirit. Exactly what he's saying. One of the things I would do in Boulder, go to the creek like fucking Siddhartha. And it's so much easier to meditate there. If you have a negative thought, I would go, that's the river. Here's the river again. That's the river. I was like a fucking poker announcer in my head. And here comes the river. <laughs> Identifying patterns. Your subconscious brain is amazing at it. You got to reunite both halves of the brain. The closer our rapport with the subconscious, the more what we have hitherto considered automatic action 
whether in our bodies or our circumstances, will pass under our control until at last we shall control our whole individual world. Schopenhauer! That's dope. Yes, yes, yes. Philosophy. Let me philosophize here at the end of the show. I think comedians are losing interest because they're not against the grain anymore. So I'm saying there's this new era upon us, the fucking Andrew Tate era. Like, society wants you dumb, fat, and sick. It's not even a fucking debate at this point. Industrial society and its future. So joking about trans people for four years straight, it's not doing anything for anybody. It's more countercultural to be a motivational speaker than to be a jokester. <laughs> it's pretty insane. <laughs> Who would have thought they'd see a day? But don't slip into default mode on me. We are as yet only at the commencement of the path which leads to the realization of this unity and the full development of all its powers, but others have trodden the way before us from whose experiences we may learn. And Bob Proctor acts like he's given us those experiences, but he won't tell us the source. No bad blood against Bob. <laughs> As we advance to a wider conception of the working of the spirit and its infinite possibilities, so our intuition will find a wider scope and our field of activity will expand along with it. In a word, we shall discover that our individuality is growing and that we are becoming more truly ourselves than we ever were before. There you guys have it. Judge Thomas Troward's mental science. He's a judge after all. So I'm not trying to start a cult here. You don't have to surrender to me as a higher power. I just want people to be able to find the highest version of themselves. A world full of heroes improves upon itself. A world full of victims eats itself. It's a hard path, but it's probably the only worthwhile path to walk. And I'm happy to take a couple of steps with you every single Tuesday morning. Nick Muniz, Contemplative Fitness. Nick's Nonfiction, The Brain Gym. <laughs> We fucking out here. The Nick is. Thank you for the continued support. I'm going to try to give you your free dollars worth. I love you guys. Merry Christmas. We got a more positive edition coming up next week. See you all soon. Peace.